Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris, and we are broadcasting from makeshift studios in the shadow of South Central Virginia. You can follow the show on Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod, email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. If you like the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it, and it helps people to find the show. Folks, so much going on here. And first of all, let me say yes, I say follow the show on Twitter because I'm not calling it X. It's still Twitter to me. And right here at the start, I want to send out my condolences to, to the family, friends, and fans of both Adrian Street, great wrestler, who did that exotic Adrian character into the 80s, into the late 80s, and then with his wife, Miss Linda, then settled in the Pensacola area for many years until they recently had moved back to England, and he passed away, as well as Pee Wee Herman, who... Paul Rubens, you know, the great character that he created, uh, passed away also last week after a battle with cancer. So just so sad. Pee Wee Herman, just a great character throughout my life and also did several things, both on Raw and WrestleMania and all of that. So there's that wrestling connection as well. And I want to finish up my last few things, highlights from my vacation. Um, Went up in Maine to Moosehead Lake, the Moosehead Lake area, and stopped at a place, Shaw, the Shaw Library. It was just really good there. It's a really great area for both people who live there and for tourists to come. They've got a large DVD collection as well as books. So spend an afternoon in there while my wife and our friend Michelle did some shopping. And then when we went out towards the harbor that weekend, Saw some homes that were million dollar homes. And I don't know if you've ever seen million dollar homes, but they don't look that much different than regular homes. But it's all about location. And then I want to finish off talking about some movies that I've seen. You know, the great popcorn movies of the summer. I saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I really enjoyed that. Mission Impossible. Dead Reckoning Part 1, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was a really great movie, as well as Transformers Rise of the Beast. Saw that on Paramount Plus a couple of weekends ago. So that's what we have been doing this summer and entering into my busy time at work. So just trying to juggle everything with the podcast, my home life, and my work, and all of that. August is just always a busy time and a slamming month. Today, we look at the episode of WWF Superstars from October the 17th, 1992. It was recorded October 12, 1992 in Saskatoon, Canada. They show Mean Gene Oakland welcoming Bret Hart as the new WWF champion for a podium interview. Hart comes out with the belt to a fantastic reception. He says this is the proudest moment of his life and it is dedicated to all the people who believe that the biggest dreams can still come true. Mean Gene says he could not agree more. He knows Brett's worth ethic and has watched him throughout his career. He says Brett having the title is, is through determination, perseverance, and paying his dues. 
Hart says that his father taught him wrestling techniques and it all goes back to that. He says he's wrestled the greatest wrestlers in the world and he has learned. He says he wants to thank Ric Flair for stepping into that ring and giving Hart a chance. He then thanks his fans for supporting him all these years. He wants to thank his friends and his family who have been with him since the very beginning. And finally, he thanks God for the greatest moment. He says he is proud to be the WWF champion and the crowd cheers. Vince McMahon welcomes us to superstars and Mr. Perfect doesn't look happy at all. McMahon updates us that Bret Hart did become the new WWF champion in Saskatoon. And Mr. Perfect says, whoever heard of Saskatoon? Perfect says that he told Ric Flair not to take the match, but he signed for it anyway. He then says Flair was sick that night, but went out anyway and the rest is history. He then threatens McMahon and says this is serious business. He says that any superstar can defeat any other superstar on any given night. He says the next time that happens, Ric Flair will once again become the WWF champion. McMahon then runs down what we are going to see this week. Shawn Michaels with Sensational Sherry versus Steve Gillespie. Sherry helps Michaels take his ring gear off as Perfect and McMahon continue to argue over Flair and Hart. Michaels takes Gillespie down with a drop toe hold and just slaps him around. They lock up again. Michaels with a side headlock. Gillespie pushes off. Gillespie misses a clothesline and a back elbow attempt. Michaels slides to the center of the ring from the apron through Gillespie's legs. He then hits Gillespie and does an Irish whip and a back elbow to him. Michaels then performs a standing drop kick to Gillespie. He then gets Gillespie in a side headlock and brings him over so that Gillespie can see himself in the mirror that Sherry is holding up. He then hits Gillespie again and gets a snap mare. He then gets a headlock on Gillespie. Gillespie back to his feet and hits some elbows to get out of the move. Michaels responds with a running elbow to Gillespie. He then hits a flurry of punches in the corner to knock Gillespie back to the ground. He chokes Gillespie for a four count. Gillespie blocks being run into the turnbuckle and runs Michaels in instead. Gillespie with a pair of corner whips, but misses the charge when Michaels moves out of the way. Michaels hits a flying clothesline. He hits the super kick on Gillespie, so he must be using it as a finisher. But not so fast, my friend. The theme for this episode. He does the side suplex and gets the pin. Tatanka versus Brian Jewell. They lock up and Tatanka with a side headlock. Jewell pushes off and Tatanka comes back with a shoulder block. Jewel with an Irish whip, misses a clothesline, and Tatanka hits Jewel with a chop. Tatanka with an Irish whip and a pair of shoulder blocks. Tatanka with a power slam. Tatanka then with a scoop slam and drops an elbow on Jewel. He then hits a suplex. He follows that up with a pair of corner whips and a clothesline. Tatanka with a wrist lock. He gets Jewel down and drops a leg on him. He then gets the wrist lock back on Jewel. He hits an Irish whip and a chop to Jewel to knock Jewel down to the mat. Tatanka goes into his war dance and knocks Jewel down with another chop, then another chop and a scoop slam. Tatanka goes up top and hits a flying chop to Jewel. He hits an Irish whip and the fallaway slam to get the pin. Update. Lord Alfred Hayes repeats the news that Bret Hart was the new WWF champion. He then throws it to the ultimate maniacs of the ultimate warrior and Randy Savage. They congratulate Bret Hart before saying they're going after Ric Flair and Razor Ramon. Savage says, don't call it a comeback. And I didn't have him quoting LL Cool J on my bingo card for this week's show. Ric Flair and Razor Ramon are with Mr. Perfect. Perfect says Bret Hart being WWF champion doesn't sit well with them because there is only one real world's champion. Flair says, once again, things are off kilter. But when things are off kilter, 
They stand by to offer up the cure. And all that Bret Hart has done is fuel the fire that lies between the ultimate maniacs and Ric Flair and Razor Ramon. Ramon says some people thrive on intensity. They love to be in the spotlight. He says they're going to take out all the frustration, all the anger. They're going to bottle it up and bring it to Survivor Series. Flair says when something builds up inside of you that it just has to come out, he says you can just imagine what he's dealing with. And I think we know now why he's been married five times, but I digress. He says he's Ric Flair and he's used to being number one. He says they're coming after Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior. The Big Boss Man versus Barry Horowitz. The bell rings and they circle each other. Bossman goes to lock up, but Horowitz moves out of the way. It's an interesting strategy. He does it again when Bossman tries to lock up, and I think he's just making Bossman mad. Horowitz does the move a third time and then gets Bossman in the side headlock. At least he gets a little offense in. Bossman's loose and going after Horowitz, who runs to the outside to get away, but Bossman follows. Horowitz runs back into the ring and ducks some clothesline attempts before running into a big boot from Bossman. Back and forth, and Bossman with the right hand to Horowitz to knock Horowitz down. Bossman does the leapfrog body guillotine on Horowitz as an inset promo from Bossman says he is coming after Nails and that he is glad Sergeant Slaughter is now handling the officiating and that Bossman is not the only man enforcing the rules and regulations in the WWF. Bossman gets Horowitz down and slaps him again. He gets an Irish whip and the Bossman slam to pin Horowitz. Vince McMahon goes Mr. Perfect with the fact that Bret Hart is the WWF champion. He goes on and on until Perfect knocks McMahon's headset off and says Ric Flair will get back what's rightfully his. We then get an event center. The Nasty Boys and Jimmy Hart say that they have been through every team and there is only one team left, the Natural Disasters. They say they are the number one contenders because of Jimmy Hart. This is called foreshadowing, folks. Harvey Whippleman is with Kamala and Kim Chi. Whippleman says that he is so happy because it looks like their master plan is working like clockwork. He says that Paul Bearer and The Undertaker really believe that Kamala is afraid of the coffin, the urn, the body bag, and all the other effects of The Undertaker. And he says that's what they wanted them to think. He says Kamala does not know the meaning of the word fear. And I can buy that, but you can have emotions and not know what they are, Harvey. Get with the program, buddy. Whippleman says Kamala is not afraid of The Undertaker. The British Bulldog versus Jim Peterson. Bulldog is the current IC champion. He locks up and then pushes Peterson off. Another lock up and push off. Peterson gets a side headlock. Bulldog pushes off and a double shoulder block, but neither man moves. Another shoulder block with the same result. Bulldog with a hip toss to Peterson. He follows it up with an arm drag into an arm bar. He follows that up with a delayed vertical suplex on Peterson. Into a snapmare and a headlock on Peterson. Bulldog then goes back to the arm bar. Peterson goes back to his feet and attacks Bulldog with a series of forearms to the back. Bulldog reverses a corner whip and gets a corner clothesline. He then gets a running power slam and the pin. A feature on Bob Backlund, who is returning to the WWF. Survivor Series report with Mean Gene. Gene runs down the card, although some things will change before we get there. Mean Gene announces a coffin match between The Undertaker and Kamala and the eight-man tag. This will also change. Changes in the air instead of love, I believe. Money Incorporated, Ted DiBiase, and IRS with Jimmy Hart versus Jim Power and Bobby St. Laurent. As Money Incorporated make their way to the ring, the video screen in the aisle flashes a picture of the natural disasters with the tag titles to piss Money Inc. off, but make the crowd happy. IRS does a bit about voting for the candidate who is going to raise taxes the most. IRS and Power start. IRS pummels Powers in a corner. 
Powers comes back with a series of moves and hits IRS in the face with a knee to the crowd's delight. IRS reverses a monkey flip, and Powers comes back with a monkey flip. He only gets a two count. IRS back to his feet, gets a wrist lock on, and tags DiBiase in. DiBiase picks the wrist lock up and turns it into a hammer lock. Then DiBiase with an Irish whip, misses a clothesline, and Powers comes back with a crossbody for a two count. DiBiase goes back to the wrist lock. Powers counters and St. Laurent tagged in. DiBiase grabs St. Laurent and runs him into IRS's boot. IRS tagged in. He gets St. Laurent down and works on the leg before DiBiase tagged back in. DiBiase works over the leg. Money Incorporated doing quick tags and attacking St. Laurent to keep him down. DiBiase with an Irish whip and a power slam. IRS follows that up with an Irish whip and a flying clothesline to get the pin. Event Center. High Energy talks about working to get to the top, and it's the first look at the team for me since I started to do the podcast. I always enjoyed them. Shawn Michaels and Sensational Sherry say it's almost a curse to be as good as he is, but it's something he's learned to live with. He says he wants the Intercontinental title. They run down what we're going to see next week before signing off. Final Thoughts. A good show. There were a lot of changes in the air, and the WWF would look very different before the year ends. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TheJoyHarris. You can support the show at paypal.me slash cupofjoepod. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joy saying so long from the heart of Virginia. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media. 